You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe, a special guest host today. Tommy Tharp, Mangum's head coach, is in and ready to roll. How you doing today, Coach? Doing great, man. I am ready to roll. Got up early. Got my got my five mile run in. Yeah. Played eighteen holes. Yeah. Did my workout. Yeah. Ran on up here. And Dietrich, it's not going to be easy for you, buddy. All right. You got uh, three donuts that I brought in for you. You already whiffed down one, so yep. you are ready to roll. It's Show not often that we start with a guest on the show. But how often is it we have somebody that's competing in the U.S. Open up in Shinnecock, and that is what is taking place later today. Joining us from the U.S. Open, Freeport Times, Roy Lang. He's playing a double duty this week. Roy, what's going on, bud? How you doing this morning? What's up, fellas? Man, it's a it's a great week. We're about to we got an afternoon tea time, uh, but we're about to head to the course to get to probably work off a little nervous energy, and uh, it's going to be a going to be a great week. It's going to be a tough week but it's going to be a tough week for the other 155 guys that are in the field as well. All right, key word there is we. How did it come about that you would be a caddy in the U.S. Open? Uh, well, about well, Phil Barbary Jr., I, I've been covering him ever since he was a little kid. And about three years ago, four years ago, I said, man, you got to let me caddy for you in a tournament. And finally he relented. And the first tournament I caddied for him, uh, he won the individual, he won the men's team, and he won the overall three gold medals. And uh, so I've been caddying for him ever since. This will be my third summer on the bag. And, and last Monday in, in Houston, we played in the U.S. Open sectional, and he shot 68-65 uh, and uh, tied for the medalist honors. So he won that sectional, and here we are. You know, uh, 10 days later, 11 days later in New York, playing in the U.S. Open. Talk about nervous energy. Is it coming from the caddy or the player this morning? Oh, man, I, I've been nervous for about the last 36 <laughs> hours. It really it really did start hitting me, yes, early, uh, actually late Tuesday night, early yesterday. Uh, I woke up this morning. I'm, I mean, I'm nervous, man. It's like, it's like I'm playing. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, being out there this week and, Seeing all the guys that I've seen before, I've covered before, but when you're inside the ropes in a different capacity, you know, it, it can be sort of mind-blowing. And I can just imagine at 19 years old what, what he's feeling. All right, paint the scene for us. Uh, what does Shinnecock look like? Um, Shinnecock is brutal. It is an absolutely wonderful golf course. It's a fair golf course but they're predicting 30-mile-an-hour gusts this afternoon. It's blowing steady 15 right now. Uh, it is super long. It is in perfect condition, but it is a tough, tough golf course. It's uh, great fairways, wide fairways, and then after that, you're lucky to find your ball. So, you know, if you look at the leaderboard already, there's only one or two, two guys under par, and that's because they've played one or two holes. Um, so, I mean, you're going to see, you know, gosh, anything – Three, four, five over. It's going to be a good score today. All right, Roy. Whenever we talk about the U.S. Open and we want to know about the rough, what does it look like? Yeah, it's you know they have what they call the first cut, which would be the worst cut in any other course anybody plays. I mean, it's it's four or five inches, and it just settles down into it. You're lucky to to hack a, a you know sixty degree sand wedge out of there and. And back to the fairway. And then after that, you got the wispy stuff, which is famous for those old courses in the open. And, you know, it's one of those things where the closer you are to the fairway, the worse the lie is going to be. And the further out you go, where the people have gone and the grass is sort of thinner, you can actually get a club on the ball. So um, if you miss, you want to really miss here. Um, but th- you don't want to miss the fairways here. It- it's almost an automatic bogey, if not worse number of storylines for this tournament one of them being uh keep hearing about the traffic and the difficulty not only for the fans to get there but for also the players what have you noticed so far well the first three days we played this week we had somebody in our group that had either missed their earlier tea time or was replacing someone who missed their tea time originally scheduled to play with us so it's been a nightmare of normally you know a 30 mile uh, drive has taken three and a half hours for some people. 
So somebody's going to miss their tee time. It might, if it's not a player, it's going to be a caddy. And if they don't miss the tee time, the caddy has to, you know, the caddy and the player are going to try and get there so early, you know, so, so that doesn't happen. That, you know, what if you get to the course three hours before that throws up your whole routine, <clears throat> you know, you're nervous about the traffic and all that stuff. So it is definitely a factor. You've done some incredible things in your career, covered a lot of big events, Super Bowls, the Masters. Of course, you saw the Cubs win a World Series. You were there when Doug Peterson, of course, won a World Championship. Where's this week going to rank up there for you? Uh, it's going to be hard to beat. Um, you know, personally, and it's anything I've had to do with this is absolutely number one. You know, obviously watching the Cubs win the World Series is, is a different thing because I'm just watching it as a fan. But in, in terms of competition, and, you know, I'm as big a competitor as anybody, this is going to be by far, you know, the, the best thing ever. No matter what the result is, it's going to be awesome. And it's just the beginning of the summer. we got eight or nine more tournaments. He's playing USAM at Pebble Beach. So it's just the beginning. But, uh, you know, what a way to start the summer. Tough question for you, Caddy. How do you read these greens? <laughs> well, they give you a book. Well, I say they give you for $150. You can have a book that you should see this thing. It details every inch of the green, which way it breaks, how big the slope is, and this and that. But you know what? It, in the end, it just comes down to feel. You know, it, he's played so many, so much tournament golf, and I've I've played a lot of golf. It's uh, it, it, it's about reading these greens and being in the right spots. If you notice, they're massive greens, but the actual playing surface, uh, usable surface on the greens, is very small. All the edges. The I'd say the outer 15, 10 to 15 feet, you know, roll off the green down to the rough, roll off the green down to a chipping area. So massive greens, but very little usable space. So you got to be in the right spot. Besides the big names, we need somebody to root for. Certainly your guy, Barbara ESPN uh, ranks the 156 field. They have your guy at number 63, have Sam Burns at 148. How cool is this to have two guys playing in the U.S. Open this weekend? It is cool, and actually three of the LSU team members this year, uh, Jacob Bergeron, another one, he won uh, a uh, sectional qualifier, and Louis Gagné also won a sectional qualifier. So three current LSU team members from this year, and then Sam Burns from the previous year. So uh, it's Tiger country up here for sure. Uh, a lot of reports that the people that tee off in the morning will have the advantage today. Are you hearing pretty much the same thing? Yeah, I mean, but it, it looks like it's going to be pretty steady all day. So, um, you know, the, usually the morning is a little calmer, but today it looks like it's going to be pretty consistent. So, um, you know, it's a nice warm day. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun, man. And this is, you know, last year wasn't your typical U.S. Open. This year you're you're back to more of your, your typical U.S. Open play and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be a great tournament. All right, Roy, I know you got to get to the course, but take us behind the ropes. So what's the logistics? What does your day now look like? Well, we're heading to the course now. I think we're going to get some breakfast. He's going to get a little practice in. Uh, I would imagine he's going to come back and get – I think he's going to get a massage, and then he's going to come back, get a little bit of rest, and, and head out there at, at the normal time you would head out for uh, for practice. So, uh, you know, it's he's doing the right thing. 2.30 is, is a long time. So to get out to the course and, and burn off some of that energy is, is, is a good thing. So it's a long day, but we are ready for it. Roy, will you be double-dipping? Then will you be filing reports later tonight? Yes, um, at some point. it's gonna these, these rounds can be pretty lengthy. So when we get back tonight, I will definitely have a little bit of a recap online. Roy, you are the man. Certainly appreciate the time, man. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate you having me, buddy. Have a good one. You bet. From the Shreveport Times and Caddy, Roy Lang. That's awesome. <laughs> that, is that not is that not an incredible experience? I don't care how much golf you've played or how good you yeah. are, how bad you are. That has got to be an incredible. Uh, so obviously, I'm an idiot, uh, Tommy Tharp, and I'm, I I'm coming back from uh, Jamaica, and I reach out to Roy, and I, and I knew the U.S. Open was coming up, and I said, "Hey, Roy, you want to come on the show?" He goes, "Yeah, sure, but we need to do it early because we tee off later in the day." And I was like, and I didn't even know if he'd be at the U.S. Open to start with. Yeah. And then I start putting two to two together last night. I'm like, oh, my goodness. He's not only there, he'll be caddying. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. There's a million-dollar question you didn't ask. Yeah. You skipped right over the hard stuff. Uh, that's what I do. How, how, how many strokes could he help you if he was on your back? 
And could he carry that archaic <laughs> piece of rawhide fashioned from a dinosaur skin <laughs> that you call a bag? Uh, this is how we're going to start this morning, right? Well, you come saying, in and throw in shade? Uh, throwing shade? Have, have people need to, we need to get a video on you. That's I don't have that coach's salary, so I can't go out there and, and get some new clubs every other point. year. So, I mean, and point. plus, quite frankly, don't have a lot of time to play golf to start with. I know you're on the uh, senior tour right now. I'm on the senior tour and uh, did not play well yesterday. Oh. Uh, last week played extremely well. and not. You, you should have been on the course with me yesterday. You could have had a lot of fun. Producer uh, extraordinaire John Tabor says he knows you're rusty, uh, Tharp, but you need to get closer to the mic. Well, it looks like this mic needs to be ran through an autoclave <laughs> before I get too close to it. I'm kind of shying from it a little bit. All right, so that's how we got started this morning on the Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Good morning, Tommy Tharp. Welcome to the Morning Drive. It has been a while. I guess it was uh, last summer that you joined us for a, a show or two. Yeah, it was a long It was a long time ago. This, this place is like Cleveland. You can spend an hour in here, and it's like six weeks, so it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, how's your summer going so far? Man, I've had a good summer. We've, we've, uh, June's always fun for me. I get to uh, do some other stuff besides football and school, and in July we get cranked back up pretty good again. But we've had a, we've had a big time so far, and fixing to get better. We have plenty to discuss over the next uh, two hours. Obviously, we want to hear from you on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Call Stuart to see how the power of choice can help you save on home and auto insurance. That phone number is 588-7474. Before we get to some headlines, we need the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Painkiller. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. Pretty much all downhill from here after having Roy Lang join us from the U.S. Open. But we will try to trudge through the next hour and 45 minutes. We look forward to hearing from Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, coming up at 8 o'clock. It is Top 10 Thursday. And in honor of Tommy Tharp being here this morning, we're going to do uh, the most uh, our favorite or respected coaches of all time. All you did not make my, make my list, though. I wasn't on your list? You did not. That's okay. I got it covered. Honorable mention. Did, did you do Dang. your homework, or did you just kind of blow this I, thing? I up? never don't do my homework. Uh, I'm a homework guy. I set up to the wee hours of the morning working on this. Uh, does your list consist majority of football coaches? Or did Actually, you? it's probably less football coaches than anything else. Yeah. Uh, football's a relatively new sport comparatively, and there's some people I think that uh, from a professional level that I've probably modeled a lot of the stuff I do more than some really? football guys. So you're saying uh, the likes of uh, a John Wooden? Maybe well, if he, there's no list that could leave John Wooden off, of course. Mine did. You left off John Wooden. <laughs> well, that shows you that, that maybe we need to consider another host for this show because <laughs> you obviously don't know what you're talking about. Arbach, I guess, was on there, Red. Arbach's on there. Yeah. He was a late late signee, but uh, he's on. But that's more your time frame. You're more, more your now, generation than me. Now so. we're back to the old jokes. Yeah. <laughs> We need some nominees from you at 888-993-7762. This should be a fun morning. We're back after this with some headlines on the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Father's Day is this Sunday, so make Dad's life a whole lot easier with a new Cub Cadet zero-turn mower from Yard Power. Now through Father's Day, you'll save 10% on all residential-grade zero-turn Cub Cadet mowers from Yard Power. YP has a huge inventory of mowers to choose from because Yard Power is your Cub Cadet superstore. Make Dad's Day with Yard Power, Highway 165 North in Monroe and on Waldrop Lane just off New Natchitoches in West Monroe. If your job situation is changing because of layoffs or restructuring, make sure your retirement stays on track. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Mike Barris. Stop by our office at 1507 Lamy Lane for a face-to-face -face appointment. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. 
member SIPC. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Aaron hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. Joined by Mangum Head Coach Tommy Clark this morning, a guest co-host. Guest. Uh, hey, thoughts and prayers continue to go out to, of course, Jake Martin and his family. A constant contact Amen. with them. Uh, update. They're hoping to bring home uh, Emerson today if everything goes right. Still playing it minute to minute, hour by hour, but uh, certainly good news. Certainly want to get her home and, of course, uh, get Jake home. Uh, thoughts and prayers got to that family. Gosh, get them all home. I mean, I know yeah. they're sick of sitting over there, and seems like the young lady's getting a little better by the day, and, yeah. and uh, I'm optimistic. I know everybody else is too. I talked to Jake's dad, I don't know, two or three days ago he called about some uh, media-related stuff, and we discussed it. And certainly in everybody's prayers, I know everything's going to be awesome. Uh, we go through a couple of headlines on this Thursday morning. We talked about the U.S. Open. Tommy, how fired up are you for the Open? Is it one of those uh, events that you uh, make sure it's must-see TV for you throughout the weekend? Yeah, it will be. It's it's my third favorite golf event. I've, I'll always watch the Masters 1 and the British Open. I really enjoy the British Open. I always have because you get those link-style courses that you don't see much in America and uh, and the wind and all the rain, everything that goes with it. And the U.S. Open is number three, but I'll I'll see most of the swings that they have on the television. I'll watch all the recaps at night on the Golf Channel and all that. You get uh, tired with the Tiger Woods overload, oversaturation, or? You know, I do. I do. Uh, he's, not a, he's not one of the top guys anymore. I understand the media's fascination with him because he brings in dollars. I mean, there's so many people that they associate when they say golf, they associate Tiger Woods. He's the Michael Jordan of his era in golf. Uh, but, you know, I, I like the new guns. I like all the young bucks that are coming up. And golf's changed so much, and I think Tiger had so much to do with that. Uh, everybody's such a big athlete now. Yeah. They're, they're all so big and strong. They're, they're basketball forwards. It's not those. It's not those. They don't Lee have the Tommy Tharp. Uh, right. They don't look like me and you. No, I know. Hey, I'm, don't I'm don't more, throw me that under that bus. Yeah, man. I'm like I'm I'm more like a Chichi Rodriguez, <laughs> right, Rodriguez. <laughs> and you are you're you're Chichi kind of who? a you're kind Rodriguez? of a you're not exactly the walrus. You're not Craig Statler. <laughs> I think you maybe you're his son, the smallrus. If I had four more days in Jamaica, I would be. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, we enjoy it, though, right? Uh, the young guns certainly should be fun to watch. The Ricky Fowlers, Larry, yeah. Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose. I mean, just as long as you get a number of those and perhaps a Jordan Spieth somewhere on that leaderboard, yeah. Jason Day, we could be in store for a, an unbelievable weekend. Then you throw in the mix, maybe Phil's got a few uh, shots left. Well, here. the U.S. Open always brings up some guys that you haven't heard of or haven't heard much of. Uh, it's, such a dry, it's always a driving course. You have to hit the driver. If you don't hit the driver, you don't have a chance. And uh, Spieth's not been hitting the driver extremely well. Rory's can knock it a mile, but he, he has a hard time keeping it straight. Um, it, it plays to these long guys that can keep it in the fairway, which I guess all golf courses do. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And I would predict, if I had to predict, I'm, if I had to predict three, I'd say Ricky Fowler. He controls the ball well. I hey, let, love, me, let me write this down. Write it down. All right. I like Fowler. I like John Rahm. I think mm. he's due for breakthrough mm. at, at any time. <clears throat> and uh, and I'm not a fool. I'm gonna go with Dustin Johnson. He can, he can hit a a three iron or a two iron off a tee, where most guys can hit a driver, and he's so long off the tee. Uh, so it's gonna, you know, those super long guys can come off those big clubs a little bit and uh, still keep it in the fairway. But that'd be my three. And, and let's get Philip Barberet somewhere in the mix, just so. Uh, hey man, I want him on Roy TV Lang. so I can watch Lang. I just <laughs> want him on TV so I can watch the caddy. <laughs> <laughs> How nervous did Roy sound this morning? Oh, it's, it's got to be. If you think he's nervous, you know the kid is. Yes, I mean, 19. that's got to be incredible. He's 19 years old. Yeah. And, you know, last year you're playing for, with your buddy for beers, yeah. and now you're in the U.S. Open. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, just a couple of years ago you are playing for Bird, and, of course, yeah. uh, teeing it up that's against right. that's Southwood. Right. That's crazy. 
so the U.S. Open, it is uh, underway. And, of course, uh, we'll try to keep you updated throughout the show. Other headlines from this morning. How about the NCAA rules? Uh, NCAA coming out with some new rules, one of them being now the players can transfer yeah. without needing the permission from their head coach or the university. Well, that's one of those two-headed snakes. It's going to solve some problems. It's going to create some others. I don't like the transfer rule as it as it sits today. I don't. I don't like it how they've changed it. I just think it. Uh, you put you're bringing free agency into NCAA sports even more so, and uh, you know the NCAA says on one side, on one face they say they're all about the academics of of a kid in school, and on the other side they say, heck, if you don't like your coach, go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I just think it's a a two headed snake. It's probably probably not going to be beneficial in the long run, and. I think you can see those rules. That that specific rule is going to get changed and tweaked, maybe for a lot of years forward. Uh, the other big ruling coming out uh, yesterday, uh, you can still get a red shirt if you play up to four games. Yeah, well, I, that's you know that's one that uh, I, I, I like kids to have opportunity to keep their playing career going. And uh, when you have injuries, when you have not so much an injury to you, but an injury to personnel in front of you, you know most teams are not going to have five quarterbacks. And the first two guys go down. You got a redshirt guy sitting there third, and you got to play him for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, you don't. You'd hate to see that kid lose a, a year of eligibility because he's forced into to action. Uh, I kind of like that. Yeah, so do I. Uh, other news and headlines, and this coming from uh, college baseball. Uh, Justin Barton committed to ULM. He's uh, of course formerly pitched at Caldwell, then right. went down to LSU. Eunice uh, redshirt, I believe, his uh, first year, last two years. He's been a major player yeah. for the Bengals down there. In fact, he went 6-0 and this year and uh, had an ERA of 1.44. He has decided that he wants to play for Michael Federico's squad. So congratulations to him and also ULM getting another arm in that pen. I think that's awesome. I remember the kid when he was playing in high school, he just kept getting bigger and stronger. You know, his brother uh, always had those, those long arms and played quarterback and did a lot of throw and motion stuff. And, and Bean never did quite as much, but he just kept getting bigger and stronger and uh, – Obviously made, made some hay down there at, at Eunice, and, uh, and now going to play D1 ball. By the way, LSU Eunice, they win that national championship. They only lost, I believe, six games on the year, something like 56 or 59-6 and six yep. on the year. You mentioned uh, his brother Jacob. Uh, he was at Mississippi State, had some arm issues this year, kind of had the year off, actually got cut from Mississippi State. He's still on campus there. Uh, is expected to graduate in August, and he still has a year of eligibility left. He's got a number of teams, including perhaps Mississippi State, deciding what they do with that coaching staff, where he could end up back on that team or perhaps go somewhere else. And I know ULM also in sure. the mix for him. So we could have a two Barton brothers over there with the Warhawks. Well, there's the only problem with that. The, the kids will do fine, but if they both are there, then Bo's going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when that happens, who knows what the crowd's going to do at ULM. Might, uh, might dwindle to nothingness. Yes, they are the uh, sons of Bo Barton, of course, uh, well-known across northeast Louisiana. Great honor for Zach Watson, the former West Washita product and Aaron's ace. Paul Maneri is the head coach of Team USA, and he has put Zach Watson, Hess, and Duplantis on that team for this summer. That means I think they'll take on China and Japan in North Carolina and then later in July, they'll go down to Cuba to take on an all-star squad from there. Reached out to Zach yesterday. He's on his way or is in Cape Cod. He'll be participating in that league this summer. Big things expected out of Zach and a pretty good opportunity for him this summer. Yeah, living the dream. That kid, you know, he, he got noticed because he could run and uh, put the ball in play. And people don't realize in, in collegiate athletics and, of course, all the way up to the pros, if you can't move your feet, you better be able to hit that thing about 500 feet every third time you swing it. Uh, he's such a great speecher. He's improved his game defensively so much as he's, as he's gotten older. Uh, congratulations to those guys. And if they can't uh, if they can't fly to Cuba, they can always get to uh, – they can always get Duplantis' little brother to pole vault him over. <laughs> I think he beat the reigning world champion last week, did he not? Yes. Wow, that's incredible. That, that's hey, something we were watch. talking about the greatest achievements in LHSA history. That's and it. I said that's that it. had to be it. Of course. Yeah. He beat, he beat a reigning world champion. But who else has done that? From a high school level, the kid's going to be a senior this year, isn't he? Yeah, he just graduated. Oh, he just graduated. Yeah. Oh, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, seriously, that he's up around twenty feet, and that's uh, world record stuff. I mean, that's I can't think of another athletic uh, 
anything that's happened that, that was like that in, in and any to, high school. To do it in the LHSA state championship meet with all the eyeballs on you and all the different factors, and you think, well, perhaps he'd take it easy considering he had to run the 100 a little bit later. But yeah. to then achieve that junior world record at that point, that's uh, pretty much performing under pressure right performing there. Performing under pressure, and, and uh, you know, this guy's going to be around for – I don't know what the longevity of a professional pole vaulter is. I don't know if those guys go up into their – late 20s, maybe early 30s, but he's going to be around for a long time. Uh, we are your home for the Houston Astros. Your update, they take care of Oakland last night, 13-5. to five. I believe they have now won seven straight. They scored 10 runs in the first two innings. The Astros improved to 44-24 and 24 on the year. They are now just a half a game behind Seattle. There was some news from Major League Baseball last night. It involved a little brouhaha, a little scuffle. Matt Kemp lowered the boom, lowered the shoulder at home plate against the Rangers. It created a little shoving match, but that's about it. Saints uh, training camp day three is about to kick off down there for their mandatory mini camp. No real news besides the fact that Marcus Davenport says that his uh, thumb injury is no big deal. Uh, Terrence West has uh, agreed, according to numerous reports, to, to join the Saints as a running back. Of course, he's been around the league for a little bit. I think three teams since 2014, his best year coming back in a 2016 with Baltimore. One side note with the Saints running backs, they have West now on the roster, it appears. They did reach out to DeMarco Murray. Guy, of course, led the NFL in rushing at the Dallas Cowboys right. a couple of years ago. Murray said, I'm not coming in if you're bringing in a bunch of other running backs. So he's still holding out for a better deal. We'll see if that works for him or not. So he doesn't have a job. Yeah. But he's going to hold out because they're bringing in other people looking for a job. That's right. That should work out well. That, that's how you got this big-time gig here at the Palatial Downtown Studios, yeah? Uh, Boston Scott uh, continues oh. to draw some oohs and ahs from Saints fans. He, according to several reports, made some nice runs, the former Louisiana Tech running back. All right, uh, other headlines, Tharp. What do we make of the World Cup starting? We're 20-some minutes into this show, and we're just bringing it up. Are you all in or not? Well, uh, I think soccer is one of those sports like horse racing. I was thinking oh, about this the other day. Oh. Uh, everybody's seen it, but they've only seen the premier events. You know, everybody's seen the Kentucky Derby, even if they don't follow horse racing. And everybody's seen World Cup when it rolls around because that's the only time it's really very exciting. Now, I'm not a soccer guy, but I do watch World Cup. I'm co I think it's cool that the states got it. I guess it's the I guess the North American continent got it, kind of. Huh? Yeah. Canada. You, how they? How, where do they have the games? Well, how do that work? I don't understand how that works. What do you mean? They'll have well, I mean, different they, sites spread across Canada, Mexico, and the United States. Where will the finals be? Uh, up there in the Meadowlands, I believe. The Meadowlands. Yeah. On top of Jimmy Hoffa. Well, yeah. that should work out well. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's uh, – does the host country get to have a team in it no matter what? Is I it like a little so. league tournament? I believe so. And they're expanding to 48 teams by the time 2026 rolls around it'll be a big deal when it rolls around i mean it'll be stuff everywhere and i enjoy sport at its highest level and watching those guys play at their highest levels fun not so much at some of the other levels but uh i'm talking about this year's world cup though should we get in as a fan and then as a sports guy i feel like i'm obligated to give it a try yeah obligated to, to mention it <laughs> to watch it what are we talking about here uh, i think to watch it no i'm not obligated to watch it i'll i'll watch usa play uh, I'm not real interested in, in. U.S. didn't qualify this year. Okay, so. then I'm done. That makes it easy. <laughs> Shows you how much soccer I know. Don't we need because it's the world sport to give it a try and just I don't understand. the pageantry of it, the fans of it. It is the world's. Game. Here's what I don't understand about soccer. I guess I guess this is my problem. If we go to the boxing world championships, we're yeah. going to contend for number one. Yeah. Same thing in American football. Same thing in baseball. Same thing in basketball. Same thing in any sport just about any sport there is but in soccer we never do how can a country that, that can't afford to give their players a sandwich <laughs> beat us year after year after year i don't understand how ethiopia well, pounds because our, i don't get it because all our best athletes are playing on the mangum football team or the basketball squad well, i'm playing soccer at mangum <laughs> i can tell you that um and and hopefully at least my tenure we won't be but but uh well, it, I've been at schools where we had great soccer teams. We had a great soccer team when I was in Alabama, one of the top two or three in the state every year. Um, now we had about 40% illegal aliens in our schools, so they were really good at soccer. Uh, they, could, they could kick that thing around. But it was fun to watch those guys, too. But, you know, in the springtime, they 
disappeared, and we were back to the kids who couldn't. All right, let me make this argument. One of the biggest things we have against soccer is it's so low scoring. But then you're one of those defensive guys. You like a 10-7, to 14-13 ball game. The scoring to me is not an issue. I don't mind the low scoring. I, I, I like watching hockey, especially live. But soccer live does not translate like hockey live does. Right. Hockey live, there's speed. There's, there's things happening away from the ball. And soccer is just the field is so big. And there's so many, there's so much just kicking it from one end to the other. To the casual fan, and I'm definitely a casual fan, it looks, if you got five girls out of my PE class and went out there and said, let's play soccer, it would look just the same. We're just kicking it back and forth. I don't, I don't understand the game enough to appreciate it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But that's your fault, not the game's fault. I don't fault. consider it a fault. I consider it a saving of time. <laughs> Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. You can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text. I want to get beat up by soccer mom. Yes, you are, man. <laughs> we may not make it through this show. We won't give out the address. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We're back after this. This is Top Ten Thursday. We're taking nominees for the most respected coaches of all time. We're back after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklings. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. Burning Collision Center is now. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Boy, you should be glad you're not in this office this morning. Have to listen to Tommy Tharp uh, breaking down his golf game. Is there anything worse than hearing somebody break down uh, their entire round? Uh, is there, yeah, hearing you break down your entire round. <laughs> Well, that doesn't take that long, though. If, if if you had to break down every shot, it would take quite a while. <laughs> We're not good golfers, Dietrich. I'm just better than you. Well, Come what on is, out and say What does the, the, the scoreboard read now in terms of our head-to-head matchups? I think I'm up 12 to 1. 12? I don't know. How many times we played? I think four. So I think you're ahead 3 to 1, maybe. You actually beat me on stroke play one time, yeah. and it was after a terrible, terrible evening the evening before. Or maybe, it wasn't, wasn't so, maybe it wasn't so terrible. That's why you felt so bad. Well, it was it was. You're right. The evening was actually rather fun. The the aftermath was terrible. That's a good point. So, if I had to have a strategy to beat you again, I would just have to ensure that you'd have a lot of fun the night before. And I'm then, a of weak course, mark that too. would even I am the a weak mark. Weak, weak, weak. You could do it that way, but I've never seen you come off that wallet enough to to know. Um, well, I look at you as kind of like a a select school, and I'm non-select. Yeah. You know, you're the one with all the fancy stuff, yeah. and I'm just you know, grinding yeah. away with the you know, used clubs, yeah. hand-me-downs, yeah. and, yeah. and you get new stuff every year. I've had two sets of golf clubs in my life, ever, uh-huh. ever. And you, you act like that I have, I have a really nice set right now that I actually hit worse than I hit my old set. There's something to be said for loose grips and and, uh, and bent heads because you get used to it and you know how to play it off a tree. <laughs> you got the new stuff. You can't blame your equipment anymore. 
All right, we're going to talk about your golf game the rest of the show or what? Sure, let's do I'm, I'm rather enjoying it. 888-993-7762. It is Top Ten Thursday. So with Tharp in here, we're going to do a little uh, Top Ten uh, favorite coaches, most respected coaches. How are we defining this thing, Tomcat? Well, you tell me most respected. Oh. So, uh, and mine's kind of a combination of most respected and favorite, I guess. So, you know, I guess we can cover both bases on that. All right, Tabor, if you got a little music to, to jazz this segment up, it probably wouldn't hurt. Uh, this is the issue that I had, Tomcat, putting this list together. Yeah. You start putting in some personal favorites, guys that you certainly respect. Right. And then you start going to different eras and generations, and it's difficult. I didn't think it was. I thought <laughs> I have people. I mean, I do. This is, I've coached for my life for 30 years now, and uh, I thought that uh, there's just names that popped in my head immediately that I have tried to read about and study on and, and in some ways model what we do or what I've tried to do after. So it was pretty easy for me, really. All right. Well, these are the guys that I had issues with. The Newt Rockneys of the world, yeah. uh, George Hellas, yeah. uh, Vince Lombardi, John yeah. Wooden, Bear Bryant, yeah. Paul Brown. Yeah. Something's that's your, wrong with that's you. That's your whole list. Something's wrong with you. All right. It's not my whole list, yeah. but a few of them. Uh, do you have a couple of uh, honorable mentions that you'd like to bring up now? Well, uh, most of those you just mentioned, I think uh, uh, George Hallis, I think New Rockney, I think the founders of any sport uh, that either put it on the map or changed it, I think the guys that uh, coached teams that broke racial barriers, that broke uh, all those kind of things, I think those things are honorable mention type people that stuck their neck out for a cause that maybe wasn't in their best interest, uh, whether it be players or coaches for that matter. Uh, I'm not really happy with my list. Some of my honorable mentions, I have the likes of uh, Jimmy Johnson, Mike Ditka. Oh, my God. <laughs> How amateurish is that? Mike Ditka? Yeah. Just because you watch him on the, 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 the excerpts on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> the Bears. You thought that was cute? Uh, Coach K? Oh, Coach K's definitely on mine. All right. No doubt. Uh, Greg Popovich, did he make the list? Pop didn't make it, although he's my favorite interview. Yeah. Oh, I love to watch him get interviewed. Yeah. Captain Sarcasm. That yeah. guy's fun. Is his, are his interviews better than Bill Belichick? Uh, he and Belichick are right up there. Maybe my all-time favorite interview, uh, besides Bobby Knight, would be Bill Parcells. <laughs> also a great one. Yeah. All right. Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you this at the beginning of the show. You're a little sarcastic. Mm. I'm fixing <laughs> to shoot them back at you. We're fixed to have a we're fixed to have a, a weak moan contest. <laughs> uh, I got John Madden's honorable mention too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did have a video game named after him. That's got to be worth something, right? I think he got to 100 wins in the NFL faster than anybody else. And 700 killed turkeys devoured. <laughs> All right, you ready to go? I'm ready. What, what you got at number ten? Number ten, Coach K. Oh. 1100 wins, five national championships. What three gold medals? Old school and makes it work with the new school kids. That's uh, that's pretty impressive, I thought. I agree. He should be on my list. He is not. This is the issue I had uh, growing up. There was one guy in Iowa that everybody respected, everybody loved. Well, in fact, there was uh, three of them, but this is the one that comes right to the top of the head. Do you know who I'm talking about, Tom Cat? Yes, I do. Who? He happens to be number four on my list. Dan Gable? Dan Gable. Wow. One of the toughest men that's ever taken a breath of air. Now I'm impressed. You got Dan Gable on your list. He was 182-1 and one, <laughs> wrestling in high school and college. He lost one match ever. He won two gold medals. He won like, I don't even remember, 16, 15, 16 national championships yeah. as a coach. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to be interviewed after he won his first gold medal, and he skipped the press conference so he could go work out. That's old school there, baby. you got to respect that. Uh, I respect the research and the homework that you put into this thing. Well, I was in Tennessee for a few years, and I worked around some of them wrestling guys, and I and I learned something that a lot of folks down south never learned about what a tough sport that is. Mm. All right. I got Dan Gable at number 10. Who do you got at number 9? Uh, Well, how about uh, Gino R.M.? All right. Gino's, you know, mm-hmm. won, what, 9 out of 10 basketball games, I think 11 national championships, something like that. And uh, you know that every year Connecticut's going to compete for a national championship, and I don't care how you do it. If you do that in any sport, that's that's pretty impressive. And he's old school also. He's real harsh and straight down the line with those girls. He doesn't, doesn't cut me slack. Obviously, his personality doesn't rub you the wrong way. Oh, no, I love him. I, I think that, you know, the hardest thing to do today in coaching is to tell the truth. When you tell the truth, people don't like it, and Gino tells the truth. There's no way that you could sit down and have a beer with Gino. Well, you may not could. I think we get along famously. <laughs> At number nine, I'm throwing in two more Iowa guys. I told you my list is a little uh, distorted. Uh, Hayden Fry, have you heard of him? Come on, man. 
Yeah, Hayden Fry's a good football coach and designed their helmet. <laughs> and what he did for the Iowa Hawkeye football program? I'm not sure what he did because I'm not sure what Iowa ever did. Uh, they were a doormat before he got there. And? Yeah, he went to a few Rose Bowls. They got mediocre. Them they were a doormat big, and they got mediocre. Uh, won three Big Ten Great football coach, no doubt. He ain't my top ten. Yeah. A Texas guy at that, too. Did not know that. Yeah, certainly was. Was that North Texas? There you go. I threw, also threw in Lute Olson. I'll get away from the Iowa. Lute's a good one. Yeah. All right, who you got at number eight? Number eight, uh, Red Arback. Right. Uh, changed the NBA. Uh, most people realize that he won like nine, seven, eight, or nine NBA championships as a coach. He also won like seven or eight as an executive for the Celtics, uh, running the team. So he's got, I don't, I mean, he don't have enough fingers to hang all the rings. He's got some on his toes. Pretty impressive. I had Hayden Fry and Lou uh, tied at number nine, so we moved down to number seven. Certainly what Bill Belichick continues to do year in and year out, and he continues just to plug in different pieces. He's got to have your respect. That's why I've got him at number seven overall. Yeah, uh, he's he's honorable mention for me. Uh, I think he's one of the top five best NFL game day coaches. Uh, but that was not the, the, the defining thing on my list was how many they won, not necessarily. Uh, but there's no doubt if I was picking a guy in the NFL right now to coach my team, it would probably be him. Mm. Number seven, who do you have? Uh, this is probably going to be out of left field for most people. Joe Torrey. Oh. Uh, Joe Torrey's been in baseball longer than, than you know, he's been there for longer than Dones had Liverpool. Uh, uh, nine-time All-Star, won four World Series at a coach. Uh, is still an executive in Major League Baseball. Uh, has has been the, uh, the, the, the liaison between the players and executives for a lot of years now. Solved a lot of problems for Major League Baseball. Probably has as much to do with Major League Baseball's turnaround uh, post Sammy Sosa, uh, McGuire, and all those guys, steroid era, as anybody getting fans back to the game. Mm. Top 10 Thursday continues to roll along. We uh, continue to list our favorite or most respected coaches of all time. At number six, I don't know if I could have played for him or not if I would have had enough thick enough skin. You couldn't have. But Bob Knight. Yeah, Bob's a, obviously a polarizing figure. Again, a truth teller, and that hurts a lot of feeling, uh, hurts a lot of folks' feelings. Great basketball coach, ex-military guy, military strategist kind of a coach. Uh, honorable mention for me, didn't make my top ten. All right, what you got at number six? Number six, Paul Brown, mm. um, old Cleveland coach, owner of the, of the Cleveland Browns and several other franchises throughout, uh, throughout um, NFL history. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, played a little minor league and major league baseball, too, when he was younger, man. Paul Brown modernized football. He, he's the one who put in the, uh, the idea of breaking down film, schemes, passing uh, passing trees, the draw play. He actually was the inventor of the shotgun formation. Uh, I know Tom Landry gets a lot of credit for Paul Brown's the one that kind of stumbled into the idea. Never used it much, but stumbled into it. Uh, he modernized what we know now as uh, modern football. Good job. Good tease. Thanks. We'll get to our top five in the 8 o'clock hour. You can weigh in. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? 888-993-7762. Well, Richie says when Tharp is 80 and retired, he could have a great yet short future in radio. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a sh- – I don't know about great, but I've had a short future in many other ventures. I promise you. Are you going to last till you're 80 coaching? I'm going – I don't know. I, my wife, she uh, gets on me all the time because I tell her I don't know what I would do. If I don't do this, when I retire, I might retire from the classroom, but it's probably not going to be from coaching. Todd says, Coach Tharp on the morning drive, I can die a happy man now from his first and best punter he ever had at Magnum. Oh, gosh. I got to think did way back that, on yeah, that one. You haven't punted that much. Uh, Todd Dushan, I guess yeah, I did that would be. Yeah, no, well, back in those days, we punted a lot. <laughs> he got a lot of reps. <laughs> but uh, maybe not so much in the last few years. <laughs> 888-993-7762. We're having fun on this morning uh, This morning on the Sports Talk 97.7. Coming up next, we may play a little overrated, underrated with the Tomcat. We're back after this. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. Dad, father, big guy. 
Daddy, My Old Man. Whatever you call him, get him something special from J&H Boots and Jeans for Father's Day. Big boot savings on Lucchese, Ariat, Tony Lama, Justin, and Dan Post. Like Justin Bent Reels for $141.95. Special purchase of Dan Post Quilled Ostrich, $229.95. Plus all men's hanging button and snap shirts. Buy one, get another for half price. Come on down to J&H Boots and Jeans for Father's Day gifts. Highway 80 West Monroe. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Your dad's put up with cutting grass on that old broken down mower long enough. It's time to get him a bad boy from Yard Power in Monroe and West Monroe. Yard Power has the full lineup of bad boys. And through Father's Day, buy any new bad boy mower and YP will give you a free Echo String Trimmer while supplies last. The Bad Boy Father's Day blowout is going on at Yard Power. Highway 165 north of Century Lincoln, Monroe, and on Walter Blaine just off New Natchitoches in West Monroe. Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Aaron hanging out here with uh, Mangum's Tommy Farp on this Thursday morning. When I put the headsets back on, Tomcat, that means we're coming back from break, so you need to put back. I'm sorry. I was checking my phone for weather updates. <laughs> uh, golf matchup uh, coming up. You worried about the heat? Well, I've got to mow a little grass, and uh, I don't want to I don't want to play if it gets much over 90. I'm not a, I don't have a good swing in the high temps. You know that. All right, let's play a little game here, overrated, uh, underrated. Ooh, we got a call Uh-oh. first that is coming from Marcel joins us on the Stuart Shelby hotline slash text line slash text line. Marcel, what's going on this morning, bud? Good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I wanted to give a call, of course, there, and you know that uh, uh, I'm the one that, that always tries to keep y'all apprised of what goes on in Jonesboro and in Jackson Parish down here. Uh, yesterday... Uh, we had a couple of events take place that probably the most exciting thing as far as, as uh, dealing with colleges since Charlie McClendon flew up in 1963 to personally make sure Johnny Garlington came to LSU <coughs> in that uh, one of the best track athletes that I've ever seen and, and certainly uh, in, in Jonesboro's history. Uh, Capricia Cowens has made her final decision. She's going to attend the University of Louisiana of Lafayette nice. uh, for her college career. Hmm. Uh, the signing will take place Saturday, June the 16th, uh, where she'll put her name on the dotted line there. Uh, yeah, really an incredible performance. Uh, and what, four, uh, four gold medals at the state championship meet. Uh, pretty darn incredible. You know, a number of SWAC schools were after her. Uh, it's cool that... Uh, the Cajuns actually found a way to get her down there. She, uh, she had been offered originally. She had three offers. It was from uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Texas Southern, and Southern in Baton Rouge. Uh, the word got out. Northwestern got hot and heavy after. Uh, which she, I talked to her pretty in depth last night. Uh, she really liked Northwestern, but uh, the deciding factor in her opinion, in her final decision, was was that it was just too close to home. Hmm. Uh, UNLL, she thought, was just far enough, but but not too far. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of funny, you know, to me, what makes somebody make a decision with that. really didn't boil down to the program or even the money or the, what was offered, although she has been offered a full scholarship uh, at, at ULL. Uh, but it was more that 
she just wanted to get a little bit further away uh, to, to to start enjoying her next phase of life. Uh, you well, so I know you got. I know you got a basketball kid down there too that uh, continues to turn some heads and is a and is going to be a high recruit here coming up. First time uh, that Jonesboro has ever had anybody a junior in high school be offered a scholarship. Uh, the guy's name, the kid's name, six four point guard, like Damian Bradford. Jonesboro Hodge went to the Louisiana Tech team camp this past week. Uh, Third game they played was against Westgate uh, out of, I think that's Lake Charles. They won the Class 4A state championship last year. There's a point guard that, that Conkle was real high on. I know LSU's high on, too. But um, when they gave, Bradford just schooled him. I mean, it wasn't even close. I think the kid had, like, four points. Bradford had 20-something. Uh, made him have about four or five turnovers. Uh, head coach Joseph Hodge told me that after the game, when they got out of the locker room, Cockles, uh, Coach Cockle, Louisiana Tech, was standing there and said, I want to talk to him. Uh, while they were talking, Cockle told him that he would sign him right now uh, if he would do it, that he had an official scholarship waiting on him at Louisiana Tech uh, as soon as he was ready. Uh, again, the kid's a junior, will be a junior coming in this year. Um, he also he plays for the Louisiana Elite Under-16 team, sponsored by Under Armour. Uh, I talked to the, the uh, coach of that team last night. Uh, he told me that Bradford has been by far the best player of every tournament that they've been to this year. This includes going out of state four or five times. Uh, we also had – hold on a second. Oh, God. Sorry about that. No problem. Got just got in the car. Had to buzz it up. Um, he also has received an offer, an official offer from Iowa State, uh, as well from his play this summer. Uh, he he hurt himself as a freshman. He broke his foot. He, he originally came to Jonesboro from Chicago, where as an eighth grader he was listed in, as, by ESPN as the top twenty-five junior, one of the top twenty-five junior high players in the nation. Uh, he hurt himself and broke his foot as a freshman. Uh, and then last year, he was healthy for the first time, averaged 14 points, nine rebounds, and nine assists during the season and had uh, had a triple-double game in the playoffs where he scored 36, 15, and 15 uh, to almost uh, – and then they, they almost beat Bell High uh, in double overtime when he scored another 28 or so like that. So, big going on this week down here in Jonesboro. Yeah, that is some great stuff. We appreciate you listening. Thanks for the information. Thanks for calling in, but we will certainly keep an eye on both of those athletes. Thank you. Appreciate y'all sharing. Let me have the time. You betcha, buddy. Tommy Tharp uh, joins us. He's a guest co-hosting this morning on the Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. All right, let's play a little game here, Tharp. we got a couple minutes before Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, joins us at the top of the hour. All right, it's very simple. I don't know if you've heard of this game before. It's called Overrated Underrated. Is this off prices, right? Sort of. Okay. Uh, I got well, you sometimes think I look like Drew Carey with the glasses. I've got a picture to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, seven on seven. Overrated. Why? You don't you don't play football in your panties running around out there throwing balls to each other. That's just overrated. It's uh turning into. It serves a purpose. We do a little of it, but it's turning into the AAU of football. And uh, a lot of bad folks are slipping in on that deal and, and taking advantage of the situation. But Aren't there benefits, though, of your quarterback? There's benefits to anything, but I think the uh, negatives outweigh the benefits. The biggest benefit from a coaching standpoint is to work on secondary coverage more than your pass schemes. Uh, and I think most coaches will tell you that. Uh, but um, there's a – there's it's – you know, I think that – with all the tournaments and all that kind of stuff, there's a whole lot of high school coaches that are getting away from it. Hmm. The other thing, of course, you don't run a spread offense. Right. So. But, so, I did. Yeah. People don't realize that. I I was running spread before anybody else ran spread back in the late 80s, early 90s, and we had the kids to do that. The situation was like that. But 7-on-7 itself is, uh, uh, we like I said, we do a little of it. We do some kind of private stuff, us and a couple other schools, and slow it down and teach. But as far as the tournaments and the traveling seven-on-seven seven and all that, 
Uh, they better be careful about that one. It's going to get away from them. Alternate uniforms, you know, the, the black uniforms, yeah. the camouflage, having the third uniform. Yeah. Overrated, underrated? Uh, overrated. I think it's fun for the fans. I think it's fun for the kids. I think if it's not a mature kid, it, it gets distracting. They get too much worried about the silks and not enough about the racehorse. Uh, but but we do some alternate uniform things. We do some mixing and matching. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I just don't think it's that big of a deal as far as winning and losing football games. Uh, strength programs. Oh, underrated. Um, you know, if you don't do that, you can't compete anymore. Uh, you have to do it on all levels. Uh, as soon as a young man gets through puberty and gets to where uh, he has the chemical makeup in his body to gain actual muscular strength, uh, you get him in that weight room and you can build a football player or a basketball player or a golfer or anything else. You just It never hurts to be bigger, stronger, faster, no matter what you're doing athletically. How has your approach, this is a follow-up question to you, how has your approach changed in the last uh, decade, two decades, with your strength program? Uh, probably not a lot. We're big on core movement stuff. I think most people are. We don't do a ton of auxiliary stuff. Uh, by core movement, we do your basic lifts. We do a lot of power cleaning, a lot of squatting. Uh, that's that's the big power moves in football, and you're jumping with your legs and your, uh, your hips and your low back and all that stuff. Um not, hadn't changed a lot. Probably stretch a little more than we used to. Uh, probably work in more agility than we used to. Uh, I know this. I can train a kid to be strong a lot easier than I can train a kid to be fast. It's hard to improve a kid's speed, uh, but you can put muscle mass on him and make him a, a physical force. Mm. Where are those balls you play with down at the state championship? Baldwin balls? Uh, Baden, yeah, B-A-D-E-N. Overrated, underrated? Terrible football. <laughs> Terrible football. Um, they keep changing the – the makeup of the ball to try to make it more attractive for us to use. We have no option down there, but uh, hard to throw. It's. Uh, Do they get another deal with it? Are they coming back? I think so. I believe they're they're still with them, and uh, we have. I don't know. Over the years, we've we've you know gathered some of those balls from uh, other people that had been to the dome previous to us, and they give you some when you go down there, and we buy a few. But it's not a uh, not a football that I've ever had a quarterback want to throw. He doesn't like it. Uh, he just they don't like them, and uh, I think most coaches will tell you that. High school transfers, overrated, underrated? I don't know how to answer that question. If it's legit, it's fine. If it's not legit, it's cheating. Championship games in the Superdome, overrated, underrated? Well, that's a trick question. Um, I've been very fortunate. Trick question. Well, I've been very fortunate. I've had a chance to go down there, and I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing like that first time you walk out in that big building. That big barn, I think we called it the first time we went down there. And you look up, and that practice session is maybe as special as the game. It's really an incredible, incredible experience. Uh, as far as how the game's played, and uh, uh, I don't think it would be a bad thing to play the state championships on a, on a sectional basis. Maybe have them at ULM one year, maybe have them at Tech, maybe move it around. I don't think that's a terrible thing. I can tell you this. I don't like the fact there's been several entities in the LHSAA try to use the Superdome as leverage to get what they wanted in the association. Uh, You know, there's uh, 49 other states that do not play their state championships in the Superdome, so I'm pretty sure you can do it without it. We didn't even get into select, non-select this hour, perhaps perhaps in the 8 o'clock hour. Final one, overrated, underrated, the pigskin picking prognosticator. Uh, Wow. I don't even – does he – does he qualify on the scale? Uh, what's your overall? What, what's his overall record in that throughout That's the history? Have you ever kept, you ever kept uh, I think it's on? at least 81, 82 percent. Well, first of all, I noticed that he picks the games that are locks, <laughs> and then throws in the one that maybe could go either way. So yeah. he's going to do rather well. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, I think he's a little long in the tooth. Maybe he needs to change it up a little bit. Uh, the shtick's getting a little old. It is almost a decade now. As is the procross. Yeah, what is it? What is he a pro? Big skin picking pronouncement. Yeah, that guy. He's getting old. Yeah. He might want to pass it down to a to a more younger leprechaun. We filmed a segment in Jamaica, by the way. A uh, wife, when we do that, she's not always all in. She, she's not she all in. It's a little embarrassing. I bet it is a little embarrassing. She's yeah. manning the camera, and yeah. you're jumping around in your underwear. That that uh <laughs> that is a little embarrassing. I can see that. Uh, I'll never forget, uh, I made a couple picks against Mangum throughout the years, and uh, I was walking, uh, leaving there one day, and one of your uh, athletes' players gave me the number one sign. Yeah, <laughs> we were pretty serious about it back in those days, and, and I remember you telling me that, and I said, just don't tell me who it was, I'll have to do something if you do. You'll have to reward yeah, him. I'll have to reward him somehow, I'll have to give him a, a plaque.
But uh, yeah, they they like uh, they hey kids keep up with it, man. Fans keep up with it. It's uh, it's certainly motivational. I know you're not an LSU fan. Uh, hang in through this next segment, Tom Cata, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Chris Blair will join us coming up after the break. I, LSU's fine. I'm not anti LSU. Okay, we're back after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.